The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Yo, what up? This is DJ Newmark, a.k.a. Uncle New. From Jurassic 5, and you're checking out the library with my main man, Tim Onicole, on www.rapstation.com. Richmond Cali MC Locksmith has just released his latest project called A Thousand Cuts, 12 tracks, which not one of them is skippable. Locksmith, thanks for joining me on the library with Tim Onicole on rapstation.com, and Andy, don't stop with Chuck D. Man, thank you for having me. It's an honor. When I was born, my mother was torn crazy. They nearly gave me away to the wrong lady. Doctor says, sorry, we didn't see that coming, but there's no way in the world that he came from a black woman. I guess I've been fighting since birth. I barely had life on this earth. Already subjected to people and how they judge. Little fair-skinned baby resentment was in my blood. I would love to say things got easier as I grew. But conflict in my The first two songs new. of your my previous project, The Green box were autobiographical but it was like autobiographical on a different level where it was really talking about the music the musical naysayers that you've been up against um but the first track on this album who am i featuring rebecca noble is autobiographical as well but really really personal where you're discussing the prejudices the prejudices you dealt with as a light-skinned iranian and african-american child uh then some self-esteem issues so i'm wondering why did you want the first track of this album to be that personal? I felt like it was just a per- perfect introduction because it kind of sets up the tone of what was going on with the album. Because I knew, you know, when I, you know, when I was making the Green Box, I knew um, when I, you know, when I was making, you know, there are, like you said, there are a couple, of, couple, uh, a couple of really personal songs on the Green Box, and I wanted to kind of like you know sprinkle those songs in there to kind of like bring you into i already kind of foresaw what i wanted to do with Mm -hmm. this album so um i didn't have the title or anything like that at the time but i knew that i wanted to kind of like that was the style or that was the direction that i was going in so when i started off with this song who i am i just felt like it was just a great introduction to kind of let people know like this is going to set the tone because i feel like that this song like who i am is personal and has a lot of struggle but then i feel like it is kind of like triumphant too it's just like look it's like a new beginning and i felt like it was very um just i felt like it was very indicative of 
my career and where I'm at right now and you know where I'm at just as a human being too so I just I felt like that was the right song to start off with one of my fellow artists he said I used to rap just like you but that was going nowhere so to help my own career had to switch it up stressing he's one of my known peers then I realized he was projecting his own fears fear I had the courage of what he urges to be so instead of showing love he'd rather discourage me and that's how people feel when they deal with uncertainty and certainly would place the burden on any person but he and see it plain, but can't explain the direction. You could break the mirror, but can't change the reflection. Without an aim, and all remains is a question. I want to continue going on. Uh, skip around a few tracks of the album. Uh, Imperfect, featuring uh, Gerald Perry. I'm parked in front of this clinic, been waiting for 40 minutes. The girl that I'm with is in it, and recently been admitted. I play it cool, but I'm sick to my stomach knowing we did it. Sometimes I just wish she had it, though I never admit it. I get a text from my dude telling me come and kick it. I'm passing time as I rhyme from the driver's side of her Civic, or maybe it was a Sentra. Honestly, don't remember. What I do is the guilt and religion says I'm a sinner. So Tackles another tough subject. Uh, you know, you, it starts out with you making this, driving your girl, then girlfriend to the clinic making a decision about an abortion uh your your lyrics are obviously come out as like a very you know the supportive boyfriend who is doing what he needs to do and then there's another track why you leave which discusses the abortion as well but from a totally different perspective (laughs) Uh, and i don't want to like i don't want to ruin the surprise for you know the listeners because i think the way you ended in both songs and that first song is really dope um so i was curious like how did this experience kind of change your life? And then why not have these two tracks back to back? Well, the song Imperfect, um, that was the first, that was actually the first song that I recorded for this album. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, um, in this album, like, which is a lot of, uh, um, which is different than all of my previous work. Like I didn't record a lot of songs. I just recorded basically everything that I recorded is on the album. I didn't record like 30, 40 songs and then pick like the best. 12 you know i recorded 12 songs you know um and that was the 12 songs i was on the album because i felt like i I don't know i just knew i had a story to tell and and i and i felt like if i really focus on what i'm trying to do then i can i can tell that story in these amount of songs and it was a challenge for me um and it wasn't like i set out to do that but it just happened that way um and with that and that particular song it's just like i mean it's self-explanatory it's it's all based on um you know my personal interaction what happened and that's everything about pretty much about that story is true it may not be exactly one like um like i kind of like you know when you're a storyteller you kind of pull from experiences so it's not that's that story isn't necessarily about one particular girl but it may be like my emotions and my feelings of different relationships that i've had although that situation is very true but every emotion in that situation isn't necessarily true. I may have been bringing emotions from different past relationships and kind of tying it together. And then the song, Why You Leave, um, was one of the later songs that I recorded. And when I heard the beat, it just kind of felt like, yo, this would be awesome to kind of like make it like a continuation or a part two, right. you know? And um, it, it just it just, ha- it just worked out that way. I was like, yo, this is the perfect, this, you know, this just fits perfect. And... Uh, because sonically, that song is probably the only song which sounds very different than the rest of the album. I feel like the way the music is, um, because it's produced by um, the Heat Makers, mm. who uh, you know is known for like producing like Dipset and like Kanye and stuff like that. And um, they have a very particular like New York 
sample based kind of sound okay. and that's probably like the only track on the album that kind of has that feel and, and i wanted to do that just because i mean it was an honor to work with them but i kind of wanted to throw like a wild car in there that just kind of sounded different you know right. Your story is played, so you should keep in love. I'm trying to play it cool and keep it decent, love. But you love what you do, so you should keep it up. You know that I'm speaking of. We was good. That that being said, uh, are do you write better when you hear the beat first, or do you kind of write what you, you you write down and then hopefully find the perfect beat that matches up? Um, I mean, in the past, I've done it. I've done it all. I mean, I don't like to restrict my way to one way of doing things. Um, but I will say that with this album, I'm going to say I pretty much wrote everything once I had the music, you know, uh, it wasn't like I had thoughts and ideas, but it was pretty much everything was once I had the music. But I do like I do things differently, you know, like mm -hmm. it just it just all depends. Uh, but for this particular album, I definitely like wrote the mu uh, I wrote the songs once I got the music and a lot of, and another thing that was different for this album is that I produced um quite a majority of the album along with my partner Mike Blankenship. So this is something that I had like I had like kind of, you know, messed around with before like on the Green Box. I co-produced some songs, but this is the first time that I actually like, you know, produced the songs, came up with the ideas and the concepts from like the very start for for the majority of the um of the production. So that was a different that was a different experience too to like make the beat and then like write to it, you know? Right. Um so it was kinda like they were kinda happening at once. So like, you know, like for anybody that's like an artist or producer, you know, a lot of times artists are sometimes the best producers because they know how to ride the flow, they know how to ride the beat. So as I was, you know, making the beat and you know, uh, having like live instrumentation, live um, you know, instrumentalists come in and musicians come in, I could kinda like feel the tone of how I wanted to do things oh, as the beat you know is being made so that was one of the uh, one of the great things about this album and I have done that before with other producers but this was I, I, I mean you know since I'm doing it myself it's definitely more hands on do you see that you doing that more so I mean in your future work or oh for sure yeah for sure we're speaking with uh, Locksmith, new album, A Thousand Cuts uh, so Locksmith you recently asked your followers on social media to choose which video from a thousand cuts that they wanted you to shoot and they chose uh and idols yeah fresh up off the runway just flew into houston me and my cousin here till sunday why you leaving sunday he said lock let me explain everybody come here for the strippers don't nobody watch the game so we stand outside for 30 and that was shot and edited in less than 48 hours why do you think the this track spoke to your fans I think it was just, I think that that song in particular, it's another song, it's a story, which ha, which A Thousand Cuts has a lot of more than like my previous work. But um, I just feel like because people, for one, I feel like that the way that the music is and the way that I'm, I'm flowing on the beat and the story, it's not, it's not, I mean, I guess it, it's kind of serious, but it's not really, you know, it's not that serious. It's kind of, it has a little playful, um, you know, tone to it. And I feel like people just wanted, you know, they just wanted that, you know, they mm -hmm. wanted something a little different for me and that. And I think that was really cool. And I was actually excited when they picked that track because I was like, yo, I want to do like I had an idea nice. already and I had things in place like how I wanted to do it. So I was excited about um, doing that song. And um, 
and I'm just I was really happy with the way the video came out, and I, and I was very happy that the, that they picked that because that was like something that I wanted to do. So I was kind of leaning towards that anyway. I may have like wanted to like cheat a little bit, <laughs> but they actually did win. Like it had the most votes, so I was like, awesome, you know? Sure. Oh, that's awesome. Because it has, you know, it's it's different for me. Like I had never really shot a video or even did a song kind of like that in that way. So it was cool. I, I wanted to do that. Oh, that's real dope. Um... So obviously the the hardest song I ever wrote on uh, track number six on the album is tackles a tough subject of molestation. Uh, sure. What conversation were you hoping to get started with this song and kind of what has been the reaction thus far to the song? Well, you know, when I, when I wrote the song and when I did the song, it wasn't that I was trying to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to be like sit here and try to be self-righteous and be like, yo, I wanted to do this. I was honestly, I was just like, just letting it out. You know, I was just expressing myself, my personal story. When I heard the beat, this is what came out. You know, I didn't say like on this next album, I'm going to make a song about this, you know, like it just, yeah, it just happened. And and when I heard the beat, I was just, and it just started coming out. I was like, yo, and I had to ask myself, like, are you really ready to put this out there? You know, are you really ready to talk about this? And then I was just like, absolutely. Like I, I just had to, you know, it, I had to do a little soul searching to be like, yo, you have to be prepared for this if you're going to do this. And I was just like, you know what? I, I'm just as, as prepared as I'll ever be. And um, um, it, I, I mean, I'm just I'm happy because I feel like it's the most important song that I've ever made, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and when when I did see people's reaction and the overwhelming, just like the positivity that people showed towards it and for it. It just like it, I mean, it was just the best feeling in the world. Like I've never, I've never had that gratification from creating anything that I've ever made, you know. Mm-hmm. And to see people connect to that and say how it affected their lives and how, it just in a positive way, it just I don't know. It was just, it was like the ultimate reward, you know. So um, I just feel like that's what music is about. That because I there have been times where I've heard songs and. It may not even be about my specific situation, but that song like affected me in a way that just like you know touched me. Right. And um, and I feel like that's what music. That's the kind of music that I love. So when I was to see that I was able to have that effect on other people, it was just like, man, it was like goal accomplished. You know. So um, yeah, awesome. Father work nights, mother all day. There were no gripes. We would all pray. We were close knit. It was so strict. Well, to most folks, I was okay. I was so young, pre-first grade. Them condoned me alone, there was no way. But when it overlapped, it left an open gap. Call a babysitter, time to go play. And she was young too, and it was fun too. Kid away from her home so she would come through. But to a neighbor's house, they had the favorite couch that everybody loved, and we would run too. But it was uncool, but we succumbed too did see becoming numb too this wasn't untrue what no one knew that she would do to me nothing else could undo young and unaware dealing with the strain there's no reason to lie because there's nothing to gain she told me strip down no need to feel ashamed she brought another child she said let's play a game my stomach's in a twist what you expect i'm barely five or six i don't know what sex is i'm giving y'all the truth so i can set it right this is the hardest song I had to ever write. What I get from your music is that it's it's very personal. And and like you said, it's like, you know, when you hear other people's tracks and it speaks to you, I feel like a lot of your music speaks to me. Not to say I had the same, you know, the same life experiences, but yeah. to, totally but you totally bring someone in and you totally are able to like make them feel like they've been to that experience. And then also you can the emotion. 
Right, exactly. Sure. Um, so for you, um, how much is like one? How much of your music is autobiographical? But two, how much is it of it is really just therapeutic for you? Um, I mean, it's pretty much all autobiographical. Like I don't know. Like I just that's just the way I make music. You know, um, it, it just that's just that's the way I express myself. I mean, there are. I mean, I've had I have done songs in the past where I kind of like tell stories about things that you know or not maybe necessarily like true, but like the sentiment is true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's like a fictional tale that, you know, that that's not specific to, to one person, but it's like, you know, maybe just like pieces that I pull together. But, um, I mean, especially I, I will say with the last couple projects has definitely been very autobiographical. Um, and it's very therapeutic, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like that, I mean, that's what art has always been that way for me, whether it was directly therapeutic, like talking about these songs, like a hardest song ever, or just indirectly just letting frustrations out and just expressing myself through art. I mean, art is therapeutic for the for the artist and for the observer. You know, when you see it, it makes you think of something. It takes you into a space, you know, where you think about something or you takes your mind off of something. I just feel like that that art is, you know, that, that's what art is. We are the victim of school teachers and cruel preachers, youth coaches and Catholic priests that do breaches and violated our innocence from within. Now that I'm grown, I know that it probably happened to them. A cycle of sickness where the only eyewitness is so terrified he'd rather lie than admit this or rather omit this and deal with the strain too. But you're never truly free until you put this in plain when, view. When your music like stops being personally you and stops being therapeutic, is that a sign for you to hang up the mic or... And do producing or no i don't necessarily think so no i mean because there are different ways that you can express yourself you know i mean i feel like as long as i'm alive i always have something to talk about right. <laughs> True. you know what i mean yeah. like you go through something every day you go through you know a different emotion you i mean I, I feel like as long as i'm doing that um i mean you'll always have something to talk about but at the same time that's not the only way you have to do it there's uh, there are other like i don't try to limit myself you know mm -hmm. to just one specific way like i might make an album and like this on some totally different stuff you know what i mean like it just all depends on I, I just feel like you know the art reflects the artist at that time you know sometimes the artist is you know right in pocket and sometimes the artist is a little you know um ahead of the audience like it just you just don't know you know right i want to talk about the track uh free uh featuring rebecca noble uh you you discussing it you have a line where you talk about how you almost gave up on music. And to think I almost gave up. I paid my own studio time. I saved up. I had some dealings with I wasn't feeling. Still never pointing to blame. But time has to be made up. Um, can you... That's like every day. <laughs> can you, uh, and I hope, we, we obviously hope you, you don't give up on music because you, you've definitely been uh, killing it with your art form. Um can you discuss your journey so far with your, you know, your regarding your music career and what stopped you from giving up and what, what, what kind of mentors have helped you through the way? Uh, you know, I started in a group, mm -hmm. you know, um, I had a, I, I was in a group called the Frontline, and we had a lot of success here locally and on the West coast. And I'm talking about commercial success. A lot of people don't know that, you know, because people consider, you know, when they discover me, oh, you know, you're underground because, you know, we all kind of start off underground, yeah, you know. Right, yeah. But in actuality, when I was a, in a group, um, we had the 
the the the fortune of actually having a lot of commercial success. And when I say commercial success, I mean getting played on commercial radio. You know, um, top forty radio, and and you know performing at all the big concerts and stuff. So that was like my first taste of the music business and being able to perform in front of you know these arenas and these big radio station shows, and which was great. But um, you know, it happened very early on in my career. It happened, you know almost at a point where I didn't really appreciate it or understand it, you know, because it, it just, that was the first thing I tasted was performing in front of 20,000 people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I mean, not to say I didn't perform at little clubs because I did that, but it was very quick. It was very accelerated, you know? So when I, you know, so when it happened, I was like, yo, this is the way it is. And then, you know, after a while, you know, things kind of died down and it was like, what are you going to do to regroup? How are you going to do this? And I always had ideas of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to make music. It was like, and it was starting to grow, starting to boil, boil up inside of me. So when I was finally able to start working, I think one of the key things was I was able to go to New York and I was working with um, uh, legendary producer Ski Beats. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and we did an album called Embedded. And I was able to, you know, we just connected. I mean, I had so many things I wanted to talk about, so much just like, you know, just all this like uh, creative, all these creative juices were flowing. So when I was able to link up with him, it was just great timing. And we did an album in like almost like a weekend, you know, and uh, we put it out and um, it was just like, it was great, man. And it really started getting my name buzzing again. Um, it started people, especially in New York. Uh, I was able to go on a, a tour with him in MERS. And um, and then it just got me motivated. And then I started releasing my own projects. I, I released um, a project called Labyrinth. I released the, um, and then, you know, a year later, I released the Green Box. And now we, here we are now. So it kind of like, it, it got me going. It got me refocused. And, and, and it, it just really um, reinvigorated me and what I wanted to do. And I'm just very grateful to still be making music, to still be making the music that I love. Because I said I had a little bit of success very early on. And, you know, that would be enough to like, when, you know, when stuff doesn't like, you know, blow up and, you know what I mean? Like I said, we had a lot of local and a lot of um, regional commercial success, but it didn't, it didn't like blow up, blow up nationwide. And that'd be, you know, instead of like chasing that same formula, I like stepped away and like went a different route. And now it's like, it's just so exciting and I'm just creating the music I love. And I think that's the thing that I'm um, happiest about. That's real dope. Um, you end the album A Thousand Cuts with House of Games. To uh, featuring Ari the Rugged Man. Stick a fork in his corpse, cordially caught and sourcing his portion for organs. Give metaphors and abortion. A portrait of poor sportsmen endorsing remorse towards my torches vocal cords till his course is the four horsemen. A lot of people have described this track as a lyric, quote, a lyrical showcase. Uh, is that what you guys intended it for it to be, or is there another meaning that the fans are missing? Um, I think there is a, dip, a dip, deep, uh, deeper meaning if you listen to it. Um, I mean, the song started off. Um, like before I released the green box, I released like a series of freestyles. So I, my, that was my intent to release like three or four freestyles, you know, like before I put out the album, just to kind of get people warmed up, you know, to like show the lyrical capabilities of what I can do. And, you know, just like just hip hop. And it's just like purist, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally kind of form your course force and they roar but i'm bored snoring the smorgasbord of endorphins i'm dorfing your dwarf swordsman i retort but of course in the recourse forward i'm more of a more that's why my rapport is and form and i'm and, um, and then i had when i recorded that track i recorded just one verse the house of games and then i connected with ra and i was just like you know it would be dope if i could get him on it so i sent it to him i sent him the instrumental he was like yo this is dope so i t- kind of told him the idea what it was 
and then um, I sent him my verse, and he sent his verse, and I was dope. Yo, yo, one round Roger Mayweather, Rocky Lockridge, you better to rock within the locksmith, stop it with the gossip, sweat when the clock tock, check the plot, got dick the bomb like the rhyme that I kick, body bashing, bruised, broken bones, bloody mosh pit, truth telling is labeled hate speeches, these poisonous brain leeches, smack the principles and rape the fake teachers, hypocritical Hollywood hoodlums that make features, political pandering preachers that desecrate Jesus, dumbing down the society, everything is oversimplified, cowards are put on pedestals and heroes are villainized, my organization untouchable, Ice mix mastering life, you baffling fights, staggering, toss this white javelin. And then I said, All right, let me, you know, because I the first verse is kind of just like it was, it was kind of just like talking ish, you know what yeah, I mean? Talking. Like, yo, um, you know, just like saying, you know, just yeah, just like kind of going in. And then RA came in and he's going in, but he's actually dropping some jewels about things that matter to him and how he feels about, you know, things in society. So then I kind of came in and like wrapped it up and went even a little deeper. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Kind of complete the track. Of Egyptians paint a portrait like the Lord of the Christians, tainting all to this pigment. False depiction got us all in the prison, but it ain't no God in the system. Can't evolve in conditions where they write me off as being off and left my thoughts in perdition. Often with grapple, tackle this road to no progression. Claiming you atheists, but still worship your possessions. Ground broke with a downstroke and a downstroke in a town folk. Scrounge folk and a pound rope, but he found That's how it kind of came about, you know. So I believe if you do listen, it's not just like showing like I'm so fresh and I'm so dope. But if you listen, we're, you know, we're making social commentary about things that are going on. And I think that's what makes a song not just like a posse cut or you know what I mean or yeah. just a lyrical kind of song it's a song you know cause to me lyrical me, lyrical doesn't mean you have to use tricky words I mean lyrical means you're giving some content right, you know definitely. what I mean you're, there, there's some depth to what you're saying and um, that was the goal of what we were we we're trying to accomplish and I, and I think we did that that's true though so any chance that I mean I think you guys the, the, out, the, that track in general just like flows perfectly from you yeah. to him to you uh, any chance for an R.A. Locksmith album? I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, anything's possible. I mean, he's a great guy. Like uh, R.A. Like he, I was fortunate enough to he he brought me on tour with him to Europe um, this, uh, this past March, and that was just like a great experience. I got to tour. I got to perform my own set uh, and just like kind of build with him. I also got to meet uh, Vinny Paz. Um, and all those guys, Jedi mind tricks and stuff like that. So um, they're all great. So I mean, I mean, anything's possible. I don't, I, you know, Ra is a very busy man. You know yeah. what I mean? He's incredibly busy. So you know, but who and who knows? It's very possible. Uh, what track on a thousand cuts for you best represents kind of your mission goal with this entire album? I think um, I think hardest song ever. Mm. To me, I mean that—that's the song. Like I said, that's the song that I'm most proud of. That's the song that I feel like, if it's like a title cut, that would be like the app. That would be like the title cut. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's an important song, and um, I don't know. I just feel like it's the best song. Was it? I mean, I—I think my favorite song is I O U though. Like, like that's my favorite song. Like that's the song that like I don't can't. It's hard for me to kind of listen to my albums, but right. I can listen to that song. You know, like I can play that song and be detached from it and enjoy it, you know? And I can't explain what it meant to me on the phone with my girl as she vents to me. It made sense what I consider past tense had a tense, but I pleaded ignorance in defense of me. Like, lady, why you tripping? 
In person, it worse than cursing, screaming, and kicking. You drop your bag as you was leaving in that cab, turn around and threw a kiss off the glass like Pippin. Who are you to judge me? How can I resolve this? You probably the only true friend. It's I'm hard for you to actually, uh, being that in the, uh, being that in the hardest song I ever ever wrote, you tackle obviously a very serious subject. Is a is that something that's hard? Would that song in particular be really hard for you to listen to? No, it's not hard for me. no. It's not hard for me to listen to. Um, I mean, just it's just like you know when I listen to myself, it's just like you know it, I'm just not listening in the same way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm paying attention to things, and you know what I mean. It's just like it's not just like. But this album as a whole is probably the album that I can like. It's the easiest for me to listen to as a project. Like the my other projects, even though I'm very proud of them, I don't know. It's like I feel like this album. Like I I'm a fan of this album. You know That's what right, I mean? Yeah. Like I can detach myself a little differently from it. And uh, whereas the other projects, it was just I don't know. It was just a little different. But um, hardest song? No, it's not difficult for me to listen to. Oh, cool. So what's next for uh, Locksmith? Working on more new more music. Um, that's like, uh, I mean, it's just at this point, it's just like I said, I'm just very happy to be making the music that I love and having new ideas. Like I always have so many ideas. So I've just been working, man. Um, I'm going on a couple tours so that those things are in the works. Next month, I should be doing like a, a tour here on the West Coast. And then in August, doing um, uh, hopefully a bigger run. Um uh, and then also going back to Europe in the fall. So I'm excited, man, just to tour, make new music, and just hopefully make even a bigger impact than um, than a thousand cuts. Actually, I wanted to ask you this question a little earlier, but um, I've, I'm always interested in the artist is like, what's their ideal uh, creative setting? Like, what, mm-hmm. where do they write the best? Like Crooked Eye said, he has his studio is like an hour and a half away from his house. So what he does is when he's driving, he's writing in his head. So once he gets to the studio, he's able to spit, not waste any time and go home type thing. So yeah. for you, what's, what's your ideal writing situation? You know what? Like I said, I try to just keep myself open, man. Um, what I, I mean, I would say ideal. Ideally, I like to be alone. That's probably like the only constant, you know, right. when I'm when I'm actually writing. But then sometimes I like it just all depends on what kind of track I like sometimes with this album i wrote or i came up with a lot of the concepts and ideas like alone but then once i went into recording i like to have people around to give input you know okay i like you know because i collaborated with a lot of people on this album like even songwriting people to come in and help me with certain things and i really like that um that was like a really great experience for me i feel like it really helped me bring my vision to light you know Mm. and see things and, and see things uh, from other people's perspective. So I was really grateful for that. But I definitely, I, I like to at least, I like to have some alone time. Like I'm not one of those people um, that constantly, you know what I mean? Just likes to be around like a bunch of people. I definitely like to have a little space, but then I like to also bring people in too, you know? Right. So I don't know, but like I said, I definitely like to keep it open. I don't like to keep myself restricted to one thing, you know, like some of those songs I wrote in the studio, some of the songs I wrote, you know, at home, a lot of them I wrote when I was in New York. So I just try to kind of like, I, li- I like to leave it open so I can always have the option. I don't want to get set into one way. That's sure dope. So the best way that uh, listeners could kind of follow what you're doing, pick up the album. Oh, uh, IamLock.com. Cool. Yeah, you can get the uh, album digitally from iTunes or Google Play or all you know online 
um, digital distributors, or you can get the physical copy straight from me. I, I, I have autographed copies that um, that people have been ordering directly from my site, and uh, um, all my mixtapes, all my albums, show information, all that is on iamlock.com. All my social media is connected. That's where I'm at. Cool. Locksmith, new album, A Thousand Cuts. Thank you so much for joining me on the library with Tim Heinekel on Andy Don't Stop with Chuck D. Man, thank you so much, Tim. Uh, shout out to Chuck D. Yeah. Living my life in Richmond, California. Crescent Park was cruel. Never thought I would be the victim of it that I went through. Never thought I would be so lucky to reach even 22. Rarely do see that birthday, let alone graduate from school. How to see term when they mention my name. Good friends switching in the midst of my fame. Other tend to pretend, but it kills when it's can and the wheel dropping insane. So that how I felt on my first day in class. Little mixed boy, is he white? Can he pass? Is he half breed? What does that mean? Is he that clean? Need a vaccine? They would ask me, but I never give a fuck about opinion. Truth be told, could have died on Fleming. Truth be told, plenty time I was slipping. Say what I feel to reflect how I'm living. Never really show love till you buzzin', man. They keep saying let nothing change. When you make it, other hey, the mentality from when we wasn't changed. And say they rap, but they really wanna say they trap till they really in a pinch. Say they got your back till they see you on the fence. Then they wanna take it back when they see you take offense. I don't take offense till I see a this. I don't take a friend till I see a wrist. Thought you was the homie, but you really was a bitch. I done seen a double phone with the lynch. Hey, always talking what they finna do. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.